Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Once Upon a B&B. A little light over here today. It's just uh, me and Ian and our dogs. Ian's reporting from Columbia with Ghost. Uh, yeah, I'm at the airport. Ghost is off camera because he is not that tall. <laughs> and our other illustrious co-host got a flat tire. Yeah, supposedly. So it's- <laughs> Allegedly. Ansley got a flat tire, so it's just us. Are you in Medellin or Bogota? Yeah, I'm in Medellin, getting ready to fly to Miami, and then I have a, a red eye after that. But I'm here to talk about the trip I was on before that, my trip to Spain. España. Wait, yeah, first, you I, were just telling us you uh, pulled a Maha, booked the wrong, the flight on the wrong date? Uh, well, yeah, I had, ended up having to book an earlier flight, and then I was, was just a random Monday a couple weeks from now. So they moved that. I found that out when I was checking in on time. So oh, it's a good thing I was being responsible. But yeah, I, I don't like traveling by myself because, you know, then it's all on me. And, <laughs> you have uh, no one to blame but yourself. Yeah. And me and, and Ghost, his English isn't that great. So <laughs> it's pretty much it's my fault. In Spain, I did have my better half with me. Mm-hmm. One of the main things that I took upon myself to figure out before our trip was looking into how to buy marijuana legally in España. And so, yeah, you, know, you follow the, the rules, doing things legally yeah, for yeah. once. <laughs> what did you find out? You've been gone first of all for like two months. How long were you in yeah, Spain? Yeah, I've never traveled this much. I was in Spain for two weeks. Uh, a colleague of mine at a, a wedding at a, in a castle in Spain. And, oh, yeah, that reminds me. I, I came in town for a little bit before and after the wedding. You came for the bachelor party. I did. I crashed the bachelor party. Yeah, it was uh, fun. <laughs> Very random. Hopped on a plane to Barcelona. I thought I was going to, like, maybe see them, like, once or twice. You know, just be in Barcelona and know a few other people there, see them here or there. But I was a full-on yeah. member of the bachelor party. Like, I was a participant. This is one of those dangerous voucher parties that was basically straight into the wedding. I mean, there was like a couple days in between. That went on to later bite some of them in the ass, as I saw at the wedding. Were they dying? Well, uh, we'll get into that. That's a little (laughs) foreshadow. We'll get into that later. (laughs) But I did a lot of research. There's not a lot of information on, especially not in English, on the situation with weed in Spain. But apparently... It's become now like almost like an Amsterdam. And so in Amsterdam, you walk in and there's these coffee shops, coffee shops. It's also hard mm-hmm. to figure out which is real coffee and which is like I'm at a coffee shop right now. <laughs> yeah, but it's a coffee, coffee shop, shop. Called, <laughs> called Juan Valdez. Juan Valdez does not sell marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> in Amsterdam, it might. That's right. what you have to kind of figure out. It's kind of hard to tell. In Spain, the way the law is, is that they have these cannabis clubs or uh, uh, Sociedades Canabicas, yeah. and they are invite only, and you have to pay dues, but that's supposedly for the product itself, and, and uh, Spain's like First Amendment laws protect you, but they have their own First Amendment laws, right to privacy laws, and, and so like the right to assembly, and so like that's where the cannabis clubs are protected, because they are allowed to assemble. So the right to assemble is what protects these cannabis clubs. And so, and it's invite only. Barcelona is really known for them, but we were, our itinerary was fly into Madrid, three days in Madrid before the wedding. And the wedding was pretty sick. We took like a party bus to this place called Jardia de la Vera, which is like two hours outside of Spain. Mm-hmm. And I spent the weekend there, three more nights in Madrid afterwards. 
and we made our way to Valencia, which is on the coast of Spain, and then to United States, rented a car, drove up the Spanish coast to Barcelona, to United States, fly out of Barcelona. So that's the itinerary. So mm-hmm. even though Barcelona, known for its it's cannabis clubs. We had to go look at Madrid. You know, it's the capital. They have cannabis clubs too. Mm-hmm. So it was just a matter of getting online and getting hitting up all their social medias and just. I was gonna say, were you on like Reddit posts or something? How does one research something like this? I found like a random like article from like 2000 and late, you know, and then I found yeah. <laughs> you know little little bits and pieces everywhere. And but eventually, like I said, started hitting them up on social media. Finally, got myself invited to a cannabis club on WhatsApp. What? They were like, it's I didn't realize only. that it was so convoluted because I was when I was in Barcelona, I was looking up dispensaries and stuff, thinking I could just walk in and buy it. I didn't make it to one, I but know, I didn't know that like that wasn't an option because people were yeah, recommending was, like certain. I think like Dragon something is like a popular one. One I joined in Madrid, both of them is called the Siddhartha Cannabis Club, and like I said, they were super friendly. What'd you have to do to get the invite? I just hit them up and said that I was interested. And they're, you know, it was, like, like you said, very convoluted. And, and I had hit a few of them up and like some, there's a lot of copy and paste and Google Translate. But finally, the, like I said, the Siddhartha Club were like, sure, just send us your passport and like a couple other basic pieces of information. Mm-hmm. So I did. And then I was like, oh, Emi Novia, también. And so they like said the same information for, for Shafi. And then, yeah, we were, we were invited. They're like, all right, this is your invitation. And they sent me a WhatsApp. I'll, I'll send you guys the screenshots, but like pictures of the door and stuff like that. Like it was pretty, it was kind of sketchy because yeah. you're not allowed to advertise. I'd be sketched out giving them my passport information. Here, random person on WhatsApp, here's a copy of my passport and all my identifying information. Yeah. And then I, so then I, I told Shafi the good news. Like, all right, we were going to land at like, we landed at like eight because there's the one way flights from Spain, like land, you know, leave at like six in the afternoon and, and land in the, We'll get you there the next morning. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we went over there, checked in our hotel, took a nap, woke up. The cannabis club opens at three o'clock. So, we woke up, I asked them if I could bring ghosts, and they're like, Yeah, hell yeah, we're stoners. We love dogs. Right. So, <laughs> rolled up, and then, like, yeah, we just we pulled up over there. And I had, like, like I said, pictures, and I like carry the picture of my phone to, like, this to what I'm looking at in person. So, I was like, All right, let me just ring this doorbell. And then, like, they're like, Hola, it's aquí para cannabis uh, asociado. And they're like, and they let me in and then it was like a pretty girl who made it the front and they just like you like uh, gave your password it, it was very much so like a weed speakeasy so we, we give them our information and then they gave me like actual like a card it was just a, like a blank room key looking thing but mm-hmm. every time we had to go back they would scan it and like you pay cash there and they credit it to your account so it's cash only but you so you walk in there and then it was like like, like a kind of a loungy area and there was like a bar, like with like with a weed menu, and I just you, you oh, know there's cool. a lot of QR code action stuff going on, and and then they varied from like ten euros to like fifteen euros a gram, a little pricey, but it was it was cool to have it right there, and, and yeah. so the cheese and all the other cliche euro things, and then like like I said, it was a whole loud, so I went downstairs after, and you're not supposed to bring it out. Is what I read, they never brought that up to us, mm-hmm. but I had my I had my man purse. Shafi upgraded my Bonnaroo fanny pack to like a nice designer man purse that I now have been rocking. Good, good. It's about time you made the transition. I know. So I just had plenty of room in that thing. And so we just like went downstairs and there's just like a bunch of little like, like setups with like a couch and coffee table and some chairs and like mm-hmm. foosball, pool, darts, little like areas where like Netflix set up. 
Yeah, and kids were just like like watching, you know, Netflix and giggling, and then like <laughs> every single coffee table setup had a big grinder and a lighter and uh, so an cool. ashtray, and so we just got to it's a cool, uh, cool art in there too. So we just got to do our thing and then get back to Spain. Spain was, was Spain's pretty nuts too. Really easy to to smoke in public in Spain you because mean everyone Barcelona smokes. Wait, all of this is yeah. in Spain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when we got out of the, the cannabis club, like that was awesome, and then we just. We, you know, we're, we're strolling around Spain and then we stopped it. You know, they have all these restaurants and in front of it, they have like a closet indoor outdoor. Like it's like a covered area. Yeah. Where, you know, they're getting your tapas and wine's cheaper in Spain by the glass in the bottle, which doesn't make sense if you do the math. Mm-hmm. But you're, you're paying like three euros a glass of wine. And then it's also really easy in Spain to smoke in public because everyone chain smokes everybody chain you know, smokes even cigarettes, with like, so it just like blends in spirits, yeah so you're just kind of blending in we were just literally sitting there at our first dinner in spain and there was a second earlier i saw them like burping a baby and then the the guys mom and dad <laughs> are just taking turns and they're chain smoking next to this baby i'm like jesus christ yeah it was, it was nuts spain's a trip you like close your eyes and it sounds like Buford Highway. Like it's it's the most. Yeah. For those of our listeners aren't from Atlanta, it sounds like uh, leaving a, a bad buddy concert. It's just <laughs> all Hispanic people. You open your eyes and it's just a bunch of white people smoking. It's yeah. really absurd. <laughs> you don't see any fat people in Spain. You barely see any, any minorities other than yeah. Yeah, they, they walk everywhere. I mean, there was a there was a big uh, fat black dude in our in our wedding party, and he's like, they've never seen anyone like me. People stare. Yeah, at me. I'm it's sure. Like, it got Shafi. She blended a little bit. I was like, yeah. she's like, are they staring at me? I was like, I don't know. Maybe you know, you could be like Italian or something. Yeah, or from southern Spain. Yeah, exactly. Well, Spain was conquered by the Muslims for seven hundred years. Yeah, the Moors. I brushed up my Spanish history when we were doing all the uh, touristy things. Really, but I'm still mad. I don't have any uh-huh. Spanish in me. I thought for sure I'd have just a little bit, but none. Oh man, I, I'm very Spanish. Your mom is basically out. like all Spanish, right? Yeah, so this is Wonderland for me. So mm-hmm. later on, when we get back from the uh, the wedding, I'm sitting there uh, on our balcony, and this dude just in like kind of crazy pants, <laughs> just smoking. I didn't know it was weed, but he was just shirtless and crazy pants, like in the balcony, kind of near my balcony. And so I just like kind of gave him a "What's up, dude?" And then next thing you know, he he like was like, "Hey, you want to smoke this?" And I was from Mar- I was like, "Marijuana?" And then he was like, "Yeah, yeah." And then he just like threw it up to to me. <laughs> he, he, I missed first time. And then we started like doing this system of like throwing each other things. Like I threw him down something and then like <laughs> I threw him my card. And then we got back from dinner and he had thrown up a bunch of snacks and stuff. Oh my gosh. And uh, we never hung out again, but we texted a bunch. Shirtless guy and, in uh, crazy pants. What did you throw down to him? I think I threw out like a lighter for him. I had an extra lighter. So we were, we were scratching each other's back. And uh, yeah. Stoners are the best was- people, dude. They're so friendly and always willing to share. That was Sunday, and the the cannabis place was closed that day. So he was super clutch. He ta- he started tossing oh, me nice. up little joints. He would walk. Yeah, even the cannabis club uh, is closed on the Lord's Day. Yeah, no, super Catholic well, there. So the Sid Hartha one is. Yeah. Also, a little, little nugget from uh, that trip: we were on the plane when they like changed the rules on a mask mandate. And, like I, was I got too. in like on my phone. I was leaving when you were coming. Remember the same day? Oh uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I took off the day yeah. that you landed. Did your, uh, our captain like got on the, the, he was like, this is your captain speaking. And he's like, I'm just going to read it. And then he was like, it's no longer, you know, no longer mandatory. I swear it was like, it was like graduation. Yeah. Instead of 
you know, caps, people were throwing a mass up in the air and everyone right. was like hooting and hollering. It was awesome. And then my first day in Spain was their last day of the mask mandate uh, mm-hmm. for the country. So no, everyone like, no, no one gave a fuck. I was like, hell yeah, I just gave you freedom. And then, right. then a week later I caught COVID. So I don't know. <laughs> Wait, you got it too? I thought you, it missed you. Cause like everybody from the no. wedding ended up getting it, right? Yes, that's why I got it. It was the bachelor party. That's what I, oh, <laughs> I was like, foreshadowing earlier. Yes. They just had like a cold, I thought. And like, you know, it was, when we got to Spain, the weather sucked. And so like, it was like rainy and cold. So you kind of thought that like, that was, that was, you had like a regular ass cold. Mm-hmm. And then the groom and everybody, like they, they clearly had a bug growing through them. Shit. And they also found some, some marijuana in Spain. So we, there may or may not have been some sharing of. Well, I brought them some vape pens from home. They like were all sharing one vape pen between the whole bachelor party. I was like, I got you guys. <laughs> so I brought them. No wonder you, you joined. So I know <laughs> I fit right in seamlessly. I come bearing gifts. And the thing is, I didn't know any of them. I knew one person, one participant yeah. of the bachelor party. Yeah. But now we're all besties. It's great. And that, that participant, you know, also did make the wedding, which I thought was ridiculous. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that's he, right. He, he came for like who, a weekend and he doesn't even fly free. Like, who does that? Very yeah. random. Wait, uh, so how many people? But yeah, like that, they actually got stuck there because they got COVID, right? Like tested positive well, and couldn't leave some of them? I don't know the, all the details. All I know is we got the email from the from the from the bride, and then you know, I had these at home tips. I brought two of them, but turns out I brought four of them. I didn't realize they were like a two pack yeah. into them, and the ones that the government sent you. Yeah. And so I'm glad I had all four because we got the we got the email. She's like, "Shit, let's let's take these these tests." And she failed, and I didn't. And I was like, "Hell yeah!" Because like mine was like a blank line, like where a line would go. It looks like a pregnancy test. Yeah. I'd never done it at home, you know. I don't, all my tests have been administered prior to that point. And so I was like, ha, you guys not identical. She always gives me shit about my uh, uh, inferior immune system. Yeah. And then it turns out, if you look at the instructions, like, no, even like a blank line is still uh, still positive. She's like, Damn. no, dummy. And I'm like, ah, you know. But luckily, I had two more at home tests. And so, you know, we were testing clean before we, before we left the country. Mm-hmm. And then that was one of those where I was like, just, you know, the rapid test. And I was really not trying to get stuck that hard. I was really trying to. <laughs> Right. Get the fuck out of the country. And then I took a PCR when I got home, like really got in there and I was clean. So I'm pretty sure we were clean all around. But it's kind of nuts. Like like you don't have to quarantine for a, set, a certain number of time, like a certain mm-hmm. amount of time, but you do have to, all it is is you have to have a clean test. So like, yeah. they, they're, they're never going to ask you like, you know, how, how long ago, any of that like five day stuff or whatever. Right. The, Wait, the so I'm confused. So did y'all, that home test that you brought, y'all tested positive while you were still there? Or after you left? Yeah. Oh, no, we, we, we tested positive while we were there. And at that point, thankfully, like, all by, you know, all our, like, activities were, like, looking at, you know, like, Roman Coliseum shit. And I'm already, you know, outside, so it didn't really change much. Yeah. Or itinerary. We found that out. Did y'all then, feel uh, sick at all? Or what, what, did you just test positive? I mean, we had a, a call. I was tired, but like I stayed up before the morning dancing. So right. like, I thought that was the, the source of, you know, my fatigue. Pretty sure I saw then, like, some videos of you like sitting at a restaurant somewhere, passed out, mouth open. And then like another <laughs> video, like an hour later on the dance floor, fucking getting it. Classic yeah, that was That would have been, that was Thursday. That was Thursday. Classic the, first, the, the Thursday night of the rece- was like a reception in Madrid. Okay. And then everyone hopped on the bus the next day. And gave each other COVID. Right. That was my first go with it. I made it all this time. With no COVID, yeah. Now I'm wondering, 
I'm trying to remember if I was sick at all when I got back and just don't remember. Because, like, I feel like I actually was, but I think it was a little while after I got back. But I feel like everyone has been sick lately, but it's just so mild that nobody's even thinking to get tested for COVID. It's just like, oh, allergies or a cold or whatever, but, like, probably it's COVID. And people just don't know. Y'all just happen to know because people are traveling and having to get tested. Exactly. And like, you know, the groom and bride, their their next destinations were Egypt and, and Turkey. And Turkey, which don't require tests. I was like, that's how they got out of the country. Right. They just waited it out, super spreading everywhere. <laughs> Definitely. That's hilarious. Super spreading on their honeymoon. Ghost was not allowed. So I, the some hotels, like the first hotel, the Intercontinental Madrid, like let them. The, the mm-hmm. castle's cool with them. Spain's very dog friendly. Yeah. We had it. We tried to get them across the pond before and they changed our flight to the UK. The UK is not dog friendly, but mm-hmm. the rest of the EU is. So anyways, we had no problem at, at first. And the second hotel was, or, was like, uh, Paros de Guia only, like C&I dogs. Mm-hmm. But then like eventually like it said somewhere in the fine print, like service animal to like, agree with me. And then we saw on the Barcelona Intercontinental, similar thing. It was like guide dogs only. I, I should have just put on some shades. <laughs> right, and like pretend. Yeah, I looked into it. Like, there's other types of blind, you know? Yeah. But then I decided to go with this, like, protections, like, in the Catalonian law. Like, you know, that's... It's, like, <laughs> you had to do some, like, legal so, research to make this happen? Yeah. I, like, printed off and, like, translated Catalonian and, like, highlighted it and shit. And then uh, had took that with me when I arrived. Oh. And they were, like, and I, like, had it printed out. And they were, like, I don't care what you're saying, gringo. Like, you, yeah. you cannot have your dog here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn, so what'd you do? I, a, I got a hotel for ghosts, like, on Hotwire. I just found one that I thought was nearby, but I guess I just, like, misjudged, like, how close his place own was. hotel room? <laughs> <laughs> well, because we... The Intercontinental was free because of, you know, they, they, since they had, a, they had the ISG hookup. So, like, oh, we're like, we're yeah. keeping this fucking hotel. Right. And then, so, I booked three nights on Hotwire, which is a mistake because it was kind of far away. So I went and like dropped off ghosts there. And then we went back to the hotel and like went out in Spain. You know, the first, we hadn't really been out, out. Mm-hmm. And then we went out, you know, we just want to go out like out at night. There's all kinds of shit to do and see that you, know, you can be outside and like it's lit up and stuff like that. So we did mm-hmm. that. So I go back to the hotel. How long was ghost at the hotel by himself? Well, all night. And it was also so late. You couldn't hire like a dog sitter too. Cause yeah. we got into Barcelona like after 10. So I get him his own hotel. We get back to the hotel. We go out. I wake up early in the morning. It's like seven. I take an Uber to, or actually cabs are cheaper in Spain than Ubers. Take a cab over to uh, the new hotel or the other hotel that Ghost had. And I couldn't remember which room I like, which room I checked into. Oh, God. I go to the front desk and ask. And they're like, oh, you're Ian Grady. You can't say anymore. Uh, and then they went on to explain that Ghost, I left the door open and Ghost was just wandering <gasps> around the hotel. You left the, the room, door open? <laughs> I swear that's a faulty door, open Spanish door. But yeah, I left the door open. And so he was just, I mean, I, I would love, I would kill for the, the footage, but I just, they're like, you, I like, can I like shower and stuff? And they're like, yeah, you can shower. So then I like, I did that. And then actually, Wait, ended so he was just wandering he, around and they like caught him or what? Yeah, they like, they, they caught him and I guess looked at who was here with a dog and it probably was just me. So they like yeah. stuck him back in his room. And, oh uh, <laughs> and so then, but it actually, like, Ghost really did us a solid there because, it's hot wire, so it's not refundable. So I like realized like it was a dumb move to have this room for days two and three, mm-hmm. and I was able to find like a, a pet sitter, you know. So that's how I got the cancellation on the on the non refundable. They, I was like, they just canceled my 
my room for the next two nights. Ah. And then we had a pet sitter for the second night, and then I snuck ghost in the third night. By that How? point, I had a well. I guess I'll show you right here for our listeners. This is on camera. This is a canine backpack, and ghost can fit right in here. Oh wow! So I just like stick this thing on, and I stuck like a jacket over him, and we just went right on up. That is so And then so I stuck funny. him out in the morning. Yeah, I never. I've, I've snuck him in and out of a hotel before, but never with this canine backpack. I did it once in the, I want to say in Barbados. But. Really? I was sneaking Janet around. I just got back from Chattanooga. I was like sneaking her in and out of the hotel. And then I realized it's a dog friendly hotel and they have like dog <laughs> treats. It's a moxie. I think all the moxies are like dog friendly, but they have like dog treats and like a dog area and all this stuff. And I was just sneaking around for no reason. Hey, and I'm at the Dan Carlton. I was at the Dan Carlton in Medellin, and there's two Dan Carlton. Mm-hmm. One's a four star, one's a five star. The four star is the one that I read about that said it was dog friendly. Five star that I was staying at wasn't. Luckily, they were cool about it. Once I was like, it's in Paramedico. There's like a couple things you can call your, your service animal Paramedico. He's a paramedic dog. <laughs> Paramedico. Yeah. Oh. I was surprised. I'd never been <laughs> defeated by like, check-in and they're like no you cannot stay here uh with that dog of yours but they weren't hearing it from the the american this just happened to me at at pasha uh this past weekend i was like going with janet and they're like oh we don't allow dogs i was like she's a service dog they're like we don't allow service dogs i was like that's not a thing it's the law you have to and they're like yeah i know but the owner said we can't so no service dogs i was like all right (laughs) i just didn't even feel like arguing i know the owner too but they're like you could call him but i didn't feel like calling and being like oh you're not letting me in with my service dog. It's not really a service dog. So. All right. Well, <laughs> this has been another episode of Once Upon a B&B with just Maho and Ian. Hey, Ghost and Janet. We're and here, Ghost and too. Janet. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>